Assalamualaikum. Welcome to Iman Hour. Just grab your coffee and relax with me. Welcome to episode two, preparations for Ramadan. No, this is not going to be me telling you guys recipes, how to make some whistles and whatnot. I am actually going to remind you guys what Ramadan really is and why do we actually fast. The reason that we celebrate the month of Ramadan by fasting is actually to commemorate uh, the miracle of the Quran. So the Quran was actually revealed. This is also written in the Quran um, in Surah Al-Baqarah. Um, it was the Ayah 185. It is said, the month of Ramadan is the one in which Quran was revealed as a guidance for mankind. So basically, us Muslims, we spend the entire month of Ramadan in the state of self-purification, abstaining from food, drinking, smoking, and sexual relations from dawn till sundown. Yeah, that's right. We start from dawn till sundown, not eating anything, not drinking anything, and avoiding any kind of sin. So people may ask, why do you fast? You know, why do you have to avoid food and drinking and these, um, you know, sinful acts? So the word for fasting in Arabic is som. Som comes from a root word that means self-restraint. So basically fasting is you controlling yourself from doing sinful acts, Um, And people may think, people actually do think that fasting is about losing weight. Um, You know, it's like a cleanse, a detox kind of thing. But in reality, it's a detox for your soul. So it is said, fasting is not about losing body weight. It is about losing the weight of your sins and learning to detach from the ego that weighs you down. There is one thing that... One of my favorite poets, Rumi, said, Jalaluddin Rumi, uh, if most of you know, please do text me because I'm literally obsessed with his poetry. So he was a Persian poet from a really, really long time ago. And he would like, he would he would study the Quran and the hadiths of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he would like write poetry in that kind of way. So one of his poems that he wrote, fasting blinds the body in order to open the eyes of your soul. So in essence, it has literally everything to do with what I just mentioned that, you know, to fast, you have to create some kind of control of yourself. We should consider the month of Ramadan as an opportunity that Allah gives us. It is an opportunity to strengthen our faith and change our negative habits. And by negative habits, I mean like you know, on a day-to-day basis, you do have shaitan running around and telling you, hey, don't don't pray, you know, don't make isha, it's fine, go sleep, it's cool. You know, you have tomorrow still, you know, that kind of thing. And um, mentally, you do get convinced. So when you do come into the month of Ramadan, because there's no shaitans running around telling you, hey, don't do that. If you don't actually end up praying, it's a very, it's a worrying situation because you know, there's no one actually trying to convince you that, hey, don't do that. It's just you and your brain at that moment. So we should try and push ourselves to change these habits and break the chain. On to Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr is known as the night of power. It represents the anniversary of when the Quran was revealed. 
Thing is, we don't actually know when it was revealed, although our Nabi left us a couple of signs to which we can look for, and we, inshallah, we will find the night of Laylatul Qadr. So the, the first sign that was given was that Laylatul Qadr is in one of the odd nights of the last 10 days, 10 nights of Ramadan. So you would look for Laylatul Qadr in the 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, and 29th. Yeah. So you have to look into those nights. And inshallah, you will find <laughs> you will find Laylatul Qadr. Um, the other sign is that the sun rises early in the morning without any rays. It's a bit hard to, to you know, find that, but... Once my mom did did see and she genuinely did think, so I, I'm not sure, I haven't seen it. Um, the other one is, it is pleasant and calm. So Laylatul Qadr is calm and pleasant, neither hot or cold. So there was a night that I did feel it was a little too calm. Like normally Ramallah nights at my house, they're, quick, they're, they're calm, you know, um, it's nice to have my friends come over and we all pray, we do tarawih like together. So there was actually a night where I felt it was a little too calm. Like it wasn't hot, it wasn't cold, the weather was really nice. It was pleasant to like be in and stuff. So yeah. Um the next one is the seawater tastes sweet. So there was a, a sahabi. Uh sahabis, to those who don't know, uh is the companion are the companions of our Nabi Sallallahu so one of the companions did say, on the evening of the 27th, I tasted the water of the sea and it was sweet. Then the other one responded and said, I once had bathed myself with seawater and tasted it and I found it sweet. But this was on the 23rd night. So see, you can find Laylatul Qadr in any night. So, you know, we should all look for it. And if you're anywhere close to the beach, go and try water. I don't know. <laughs> So some tips um, on the last 10, for the last 10 days, they're very practical. You don't have to do much work. It's quite easy. So the first one is that give one dirham in charity every day. So you can do this. I always do this. So I take around like 10 dirhams and I give it into charity. So it's as if I gave one day like of the last 10 days. So if it does fall on the night of Laylatul Qadr, it's as if I gave charity every day for 83 years. So that's really cool. Um, the next one is to pray Turaka every day. So that if it does fall on the night of Laylatul Qadr, it's as if you pray for 83 years. Again, amazing. Uh, and the last one, my favorite. Um, you should read Surah Al-Ikhlas three times a day. So if it does fall in Laylatul Qadr, it's as if you read the whole Quran every day for 83 years. Reading the Quran for 83 years, that is crazy. So Surah Al-Ikhlas, uh, also known as Kulullah Wahad, um, it is, if you read it three times a day, it's as if you finish the Quran. So that is, you know, that's that's your reward. So imagine if you read that and it falls on the night of Laylatul Qadr. How amazing would that be? Reading the Quran for 83 years. My God. Uh, may Allah all um, grant us the night of Laylatul Qadr. And I, I pray for all of you that we all get 
the night of Leila Al-Qadr and we give our best. Before I do finish off this episode, there I actually asked you guys what else you guys wanted me to talk about on my Instagram. If you don't yet follow my Instagram, it's at Eames. Um, so you can go follow me there. <laughs> um, so a couple of girls did ask me some questions. So let's get on to them. So my best friend actually asked me um, something about how you've gotten closer to the religion. What made you close? So if you don't know, I this year I took a huge travel moment. Okay, so I went everywhere basically. <laughs> uh, one of the two places that I did go was Mecca and Medina. I'm not going to lie, that changed a lot for me. So when I went there, I saw so many people, you know, and it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It was so calm, so peaceful and amazing how like everyone was running to pray. Everyone was running to make tawaf and it just, it changes you. I'm not going to lie. It really does change you. The other thing is, um, so there was this book that I bought from there. It is called Fortress of the Muslim. So it has invocations from the Quran and the Sunnah. It's like a tiny book I carry on with me every day. It has du'as for your daily um, your daily needs. Everything is written there. And I would not only read the du'as, but I would also go through like the translation of them. And I'm not even going to lie, that thing changes things for you, okay? So you start to see little things... Um, and it's so beautiful. It is, it is absolutely the, the translation of certain things. Certain many people will not understand, but, um, in this certain book, uh, the fact that it was, you know, it was so simplified that I could understand every bit of it. And it's absolutely gorgeous. The other book that I do want to talk about, which in this episode I did use, um, to help me out with things. So the book that I'm currently reading is Secrets of Divine Love, A Spiritual Journey to the Heart of Islam. This book changes a lot of things for people. Okay, so I saw the my religion in a completely different look, like a completely different view, you know? Um, so I definitely recommend this book to a lot of people. Uh, it is written by Helwa. Um, she talks about... She, she she mentions so many like so many poets um she mentions the the shahada she mentions ramadan she mentions salah she mentions toba uh the quran and you know di- spiritual dimensions of islam and everything and i'm still reading this book but just by the starting it is absolutely gorgeous so um yeah these 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 two books definitely help me out and of course, going to Saudi Arabia definitely helped the situation. <laughs> the other question was your journey until now. The things uh, most difficult and how did you ultra pass them? So obstacles or is, obstacles is something very normal in our day-to-day life. Um, and the one advice I'm going to give everyone, every teenage girl, every teenage boy, everyone who is currently going through probably the worst time of their life, or maybe it isn't that bad and things were worse. The one thing that did help me out was having a lot of patience. So as a teenager, I literally used to cry so much. <laughs> Whatever like bad thing happened to me, I'd just cry. I was a very emotional person. Um... But now that I look back and I'm like, 
why? Why would you do that? You know? Um, if I gave an advice to my younger self and like how to go through these obstacles and stuff would definitely be, it's okay. Things happen. You will be fine. You will recover from this. It's not the end of the world. Okay. Um, have a lot of patience. Sabat is something very, very important and everyone should know what Sabat is. Have a lot of patience. Make lots of dua. If you are going through something for a really, really long time that isn't really working, my advice is the hajjud. So wake up, you know, like an hour, half an hour earlier before Fajr. Sit down, talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will solve all of your problems. I'm not joking. But everything on Allah and it will be solved. I So many times... I had little, little things and I would wake up for the hajjit and I will speak to him. And I'd be like, listen, I I don't know what what is going on. I'm very, very confused. I don't know what to do with this. And right then, my problem would get solved in some days. And my heart would feel so nice and light. Like you won't have stress or anything, you know? So have sabr, make the hajjit if things are really, really bad. And yeah, if anything... If there's any issue, you can you can even text me on Instagram. So yeah. The other question was ways of motivation for every day. So I know this person <laughs> and I know that she's clearly talking about school. It is okay. Okay, don't worry. You are only in school because you're working for your future ahead. I know right now it seems like you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to grab your book. You don't want to study or anything. But this is your time. This is your time. This is your moment. Take all the positive energy that you can and sit down and be like, okay, I'm not going to, if I'm not going to work for my future, no one else is. So I might as well just do it myself, you know? And if I'm going to give it to anyone else to do it, they, do, they won't do it as best as you do it. That's something, please do remember, there are duas for laziness. So it all helps you, okay? I really hope that you all get a lot of motivation from this. The other question was how to be a Muslim girl. So I'm hoping that this has to do with the fact that we live in a European country and being a Muslim person or a boy or a girl, it isn't as easy as it is in other countries, for example. So I feel you a lot. So this time when I did go to Dubai, I was walking around in the mall and stuff and the azan would go off and I would go and pray in the nearest prayer room there was. So, you know, if I did that in any European country, that would not be happening, okay? But then again, I don't judge anyone. It is the way we grew up and everything. So my tip is if you are in um in university if you're at work or anything you should always find a little room and always carry like a travel prayer um prayer mat with you and always like carry a hijab so whenever you can you quickly pray and to pray it doesn't take an hour it takes you max it will take you seven minutes not even more than that okay so it's quick it's quick and easy yeah so that's a tip for praying, of course. But if there is more into it, um, next episode, I guess. <laughs> I would like to thank each and every one of you who came to me and um, congratulated me on the starting of this podcast. 
I cannot thank you guys enough. You guys took time out of your day to come and thank me or even to share the news that I started a podcast and I cannot thank all my friends enough for this. Thank you so, so much. Um, and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you later.